The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7 episode 2810. All right, it's Monday, which means we're continuing our series of looks at Obi-Wan Kenobi's time in the desert and other stories that we haven't yet discussed that might enhance our viewing of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series when it comes out on May 25th. And today we are going to follow up on what we were talking about last week, the fact that Chrysanthemum has been hired by Jabba the Hutt to find out who was attacking his water tax collectors. And yeah, that whole thing comes to a head in a very bad way. Punch it! Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So this story that we're going to be talking about today takes place in issue 20 of the first run of the Star Wars flagship comic title series from Marvel. It came out in 2016, end of the spring, beginning of the summer, right around there. And as with the story we talked about last week, we are still in 10 BBY, so this is a year before the events of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. And some of Jabba's minions take Kersantan out to the place where the water tax collectors were attacked. And he looks around and guess what? The nearest moisture farm is the Lars farm. Surprise, surprise. So Kersantan goes and snatches up Owen. And later on we see them on top of a cliff and Kersantan has a giant shock prod and is just shocking Owen, shocking Owen, and Owen's like, I don't know what you're saying, I can't answer any questions, like, ah, and is just getting shocked, shocked, shocked. And since I didn't say this at the top, this is a full spoiler breakdown, so yeah, it was released about six years ago, so I think we're okay. So... Here's what happens. Obi-Wan Kenobi had been meditating amongst the Banthas in the Dune Sea when he sensed the disturbance in the Force, and so he shows up to confront Kersantan, and he tries to do the mind trick on Kersantan, but it doesn't work, and so things get very heavy very quick. There's fighting, and Owen falling off a cliff, and all of this crazy stuff. And while this is going on, Luke Skywalker, young nine-year-old Luke Skywalker, has packed a bag and is trying to run away from home, according to the narrative, not for the first time and also not for the last. And he's decided that after the debacle with the Skyhopper parts and crashing it and whatnot, that he just wants to get out. And he says, they can have Tatooine, I'll take the stars. But that disturbance in the Force, he senses it as well, even though obviously he has no way to put words around it. He just is on his way out and then thinks to himself, oh my gosh, something's wrong, and heads back. And he finds Baru on the floor. According to the description, she's been wounded, and all we know is that Owen's been taken by something big and furry. And she says that she needs to get out of the farmers. They need to get help. She tells Luke to lock himself in a maintenance bay and uh, picks up a rifle and goes to try to get help. 
And that's the last we see of Baru in this story. However, Luke is in the maintenance bay and looking at a bunch of parts spilled on the floor. So it turned out that Uncle Owen decided that he felt a little bad about the events of the last story we talked about where, you know, the Jawas delivered those Skyhopper parts at Kenobi's behest and instead of using them to fix the Skyhopper, Owen took them to Kenobi's residence and shoved them in Kenobi's chest and said, yeah, I know where these came from and we don't want any part of you, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, Owen apparently felt bad about it and so he managed to scrounge some other Skyhopper parts that he thought that he and Luke could work on together to get the Skyhopper running again and that, of course, is when Chrysanthemum took him. But little Luke discovers those parts laying around and manages to get the Skyhopper fixed so he can fly it himself and he flies unerringly toward danger, which is where Kenobi and Kersant are fighting, and we have Owen falling from a cliff, and unfortunately Kenobi not being able to save him while he's also having to fight and get beaten up by Kersantin, and mostly doing it without a lightsaber, but we'll talk about that a little bit. And so as Owen falls for the last time, that's when Luke in his Skyhopper shows up and rescues him, manages to catch him on one of the turrets of the Skyhopper, and then they reunite down on the canyon floor and Luke says I'm so sorry I know you told me not to fly it and Owen says I'm so sorry and it's actually a beautiful reunion and it's one of the most remarkable things in a way because you actually get to see tenderness between Owen and Luke and that is a few and far between situation we certainly don't see it in a new hope at all <laughs> so just that beautiful moment you know even earlier with the comics and Owen saying hey I'm sorry I thought we could you know take these and work on things together and then you know after the events of the story to be just holding each other and so relieved that they were together again I mean that was just a beautiful thing to see and somehow apparently Luke did not see Obi-Wan Kenobi up on the ridge or register him at all. So yeah, all's well that ends well in that regard. But apparently Luke is aware of the guy. But at the end of it, when Luke is there, Obi-Wan's standing there with his lightsaber fully out and open and on display. So Luke must not have seen that aspect of things. Otherwise, you know, we're talking about retconning and stuff and we don't need <laughs> to do that. But rolling back to the fight between Kenobi and Kersantin. So Kenobi was hoping that he could solve this without a lightsaber and is rather surprised and unpleasantly so to find out that it's not going to be that simple. And so at one point he's able to, you know, throw a bunch of dust and rocks at Chrysanthemum to kind of temporarily blind him. And then at another point he has to unload his lightsaber, actually turn it on, and there's a part where Chrysanthemum gets slashed across an eye at one point, and there's more stuff that makes it seem like the gist of things is that the only reason Chrysanthemum doesn't know there's a lightsaber involved in this is because he has been blinded by, you know, various things flying at his face, and he's never been able to get a good look at whatever it is that hit him in the face. So somehow, Kenobi and Chrysanthemum get through this exchange without Chrysanthemum knowing that Kenobi had a lightsaber. And Chrysanthemum gets knocked off the edge of said cliff, but Kenobi is never able to find the body. And apparently Chrysanthemum just <laughs> hightailed it off of Tatooine. Like, that was that. And we see him at the end of it just getting on a transport, basically kind of the way that the Mandalorian got on a transport when we saw him in Return of the Mandalorian in the Book of Boba Fett. And Kenobi says that it's a long time before Chrysanthemum's ever welcome on Tatooine again and that Jabba the Hutt is really mad and feels like he's been betrayed by Chrysanthemum. 
So it seems that somehow Kenobi managed to fight off Kersantan without revealing that he's a Jedi, and also without revealing to Luke that there's some strange old guy with a laser sword hanging around. And so that basically just leaves one particular thing left to discuss as part of this story. So with this three-issue story arc across, you know, like five and 15, or seven and 15 and 20 of Star Wars, so on the one hand, Owen could be grateful to Obi-Wan Kenobi for intervening and saving his life, and certainly it does seem like he is in the moment, but by the same token, he can also go to the story of none of this would have happened if Kenobi hadn't interfered. If Kenobi hadn't been driving off the Tuscans and he hadn't been driving off the water tax people, and then if he hadn't assaulted those water tax guys near my farmstead, then this you know giant Wookiee bounty hunter wouldn't have attacked me and just been shocking me like crazy. So there's still a lot that just knowing Owen's personality and knowing the way that he looks at Obi-Wan Kenobi that he might still want to lay this all at his doorstep anyway and so even though he might be grateful for the life-saving it might be like yeah that's the least you could have done and it would have been better if he just left us alone so this never would have happened in the first place none of that part is said I just think that's probably where he's coming from the frame of mind that he's gonna have when we see him certainly in the Kenobi series in just a couple of short months and that's what I have for you on today's episode of the show. And it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.